0: terms apply.
1: It's Two Girls Talking with Atlanta rock and roll DJ from 97.1 The River, Katie Kiley, that's me, and Melissa Ruggieri, my friend who's the music critic for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. And we are Two Girls Talking. Welcome to our podcast. Melissa, I can't believe it's our sixth podcast already. And I wasn't so sure about this one that we're going to be doing <laughs> because I wasn't sure how attracted to it I was, except you and I had the opportunity to interview Marty Tudor, the CEO of Bass Entertainment mm-hmm. and Bass Hologram, actually. Mm-hmm. We have a show that's coming to Atlanta, but it's also on tour now. What
2: are the dates? The Roy Orbison tour? Yeah. It started a few weeks ago, so it's already been a bunch of places, but it's going to become the Dallas, D.C., Morristown, New Jersey. It's going through the end of November. But then Marty told us that it's planning on setting up shop in Branson, Missouri, That, that That's where they're going to do a a permanent... Roy Orbison show. So it's called
1: In Dreams, Roy Orbison concert, right. the hologram Well, it's, tour. Just, it's this
2: whole hologram thing. I mean, I think that's the thing that people argue about. Like, are, are they a good thing? Are they a bad thing? Are they a creepy thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think you and
1: I were both kind of like, oh, this is weird.
2: We were. And I think a lot of people were. And, you know, when we did this interview, it, it was a while ago because they actually wanted us to try and get the word out a little bit early because there are a lot of people who don't quite understand how it works. And we were among those. And, and honestly, it's still stuff that I'm reading about about and learning about because it is a cool concept. And they just announced about a week or so ago that in 2019, the same company, is going to do an Amy Winehouse tour with an Amy Winehouse hologram. And fans immediately went on social media and some were saying, let her you know, rest in peace. And and her father is, you know, her estate manager, so he approved everything and he's working with the company. Then you have the other fans who said, You know what, I never got to see her live, and I'm never gonna get to see her live. So and how about
1: Roy Orbison for us? I, Whenever I when we've Roy ever, ever had second. a chance right. to see him.
2: Right. And I was reading some of the reviews like the LA Times, where the show played a couple weeks ago, and you know, they interviewed some people in the audience, and these are people in their 60s or 70s who also said that, like, you know, I, my wife never saw Roy Orbison, or, you know, we didn't know that we'd ever get to see him. So what did they think about they it? They loved it. And 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 the review was a very positive review, too, in that it explained exactly how the concert works. So there is a live orchestra behind this hologram of Roy Orbison, and Marty talked to us about how they capture his image with that motion capture technology where, you know, they have somebody with a suit and making the movements, doing that. The only downside that some people were talking about in, in that particular story was he can't really interact with the audience. <laughs> so there are, people, <laughs> there are people in the audience yelling, encore! I no. mean, could you imagine this is a Skinner thing? They'll be yelling Freebird. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you yes. And, you know, he didn't respond because <laughs> it's not set up for that type of interaction. But, but it will he, be, I'll bet you, I, in the maybe future. Maybe you never know. I mean, that could be where oh, the technology is would. going. Sure. Sure. But he was able to move a little bit. Not, you know, he's not a dancer anyway. But turn to the side, move the guitar, that type of thing, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. And you know, it's it's his voice, it's his songs, it's the whole hits thing. And I'm sure the Amy Winehouse one will, you know, be the same way. Let's hear Marty yeah. explain how this technology works sure. for
3: the hologram tour. Sure, we create the image the same way that they created Peter Cushing for Mm. Star Wars and, you know, Carrie Fisher for Mm -hmm. Star Wars. We do it the same way from the day you say, okay, to the day you, you can launch a show. It takes about a year to do. Wow. Wow. And it's a very elaborate, intense process because it's a lot of computer generated work. And you've seen those things where they, they have uh, people in suits and they can track their movements. And so we do all that stuff and, that's how we get the, the physical performance, and then we do a lot of CGI work to create the actual look and feel of the artist. It's a projected image, and we project it with a really super high-powered military-grade laser projector.
1: Wow, that's
3: uh, fascinating. <laughs> so it's a 4K image that you'd see, and it is the highest I mean, it is truly the highest quality image you could get today.
1: That's Marty Tudor from Base Entertainment, the CEO. And he was interesting to talk to, too, because Melissa and I, you could tell at the beginning of our interview with him, <laughs> which the whole entire thing, we'll post it for you so you can hear it if you'd like to. But you could tell we were a little bit not so sure that this was something that we could promote very easily. Right. Right. And, well,
2: and, and we also had our own thoughts about is it kind of creepy? And we, I think I sort of asked him hesitantly. Like, <laughs> Just it, like you're doing right now. Is it creepy? And I said, eerie. <laughs> he didn't like creepy. Yeah, he didn't like creepy, but, but he was course, okay with eerie. Of
1: course not, because when you think about this and you think about taking on something of this scale, yes, then you're working with a family. And if they weren't working with a family, it right. would feel differently, right? right? But it's the sons right. of Roy Orbison and the family right. and the estate. This is doing something great for that family. It's doing something great for the fans, and they're making sure that it is So well done that if you go to see the show, you're not going to have any complaint about it. Well, and you
2: know something interesting. I just read a really thorough story on Vox.com about this very topic where they are saying that artists are now putting in their clauses, you know, or their wills, what they want. Or don't want done after their death to either allow or prevent something like this from happening. Because I don't know if you remember back at the Super Bowl last year, there was talk that there was going to be a Prince hologram performing with Justin Timberlake. There are quotes from Prince from, you know, 10, 15 years ago where he said, you know, that would be like selling my soul to the devil kind of thing. You know, that's just that no. You know, thankfully they didn't go that route. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that would have been kind of cool too. But one of the things that Marty said to us and it's not really that much different than when you are still seeing performances in a movie in the film or, or a concert video. You know, concert video of people who have died. And we don't look at that as being creepy or eerie or anything. So But this is different <laughs> because it's three D
1: we should play another part of this interview because he talks about how emotional it was for the family of Roy to do this and why this is a good thing.
3: Yeah. I was there when we showed it to them for the first time and Literally, Alex Orbison started to cry. It's like my dad is right here in front of me now. Oh, it, it yeah. like blew his mind. I mean, I, I look at uh, as it as if it's celebratory as opposed to creepy or or eerie. I mean, there are people that are like, wow, that's that's really eerie. As you, I mean, you that's a better word. That, yes, that, mm-hmm. that, that you use. It really is eerie that this person's. But but look, you look at performances all the time on TV in the movies all the time we see people who have passed and you still see their performances why That's is that not point. creepy or eerie right. and this is it doesn't right. make sense
1: i guess one of the things is maybe roy orbison wouldn't have wanted something like this or amy Winehouse might not because right. th- when you think about this technology Let's go back to where it started. It was the Tupac thing. Well, the Tell Tupac me.
2: thing at Coachella, that was about six years ago, was the first time you saw something like that. But that actually wasn't a hologram. It was a different type of technology that uses like prop theater technique with light Projection refraction kind of. and, and, yeah, and all kinds of stuff. It's the same technology that Disney World uses in the Haunted Mansion for their ghosts if you go, you know, you take the ride through there and yeah. the ghosts are in the mirror and stuff. It's that kind of thing. So that was a little bit different. But um, it was certainly
1: the beginning of this idea. Yeah, it it was maybe yeah, and
2: I have seen you haven't seen the Michael Jackson show in Vegas. No. Have you? Okay, so the Michael Jackson one show at Mandalay Bay in Vegas, I've seen that a couple of times, and there is a song toward the end of the show that Michael comes out, and Michael is dancing on the stage in front of you and the live people who are, you know, part of the show are up there dancing next to him and, you know, is obviously... Is it see-through or yeah, is it... well, yeah. Or it is, is it pretty... I mean, it looks like a person that's sort of see-through. <laughs> so it's a little bit of both.
1: And how did you feel seeing that? Because it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Did you enjoy it?
2: You know, I enjoyed it like I would enjoy something at Disney World. You, you know what I mean? It's almost like you, you know it's not real and... or like a magic show. You know that there's something fake about it, but on an entertainment level, you go, oh, that's cool you know and it's unexpected except that I just told you about if you haven't seen it (laughs) but but even knowing it going into seeing the show a second time I remembered there was some point in the show when this happened I you know when it when it happened I was sort of like yeah okay that's that's a kind of a cool thing I can't say I went, oh, my God, it's Michael – it's not Michael Jackson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know – well, you know what they're doing? I just saw in the news a couple days ago because we knew we were going to talk about this. I just saw that Ronald Reagan is going to come to life at the Reagan Library. And I would think when you're talking about somebody that's that charismatic, to see them, right, where it's not Mm -hmm. on film and you don't see a different background, but you're going to see them with the background of wherever you are. Sure. And to see those powerful – like, for instance, with Roy Orbison. Right those lyrics and the, the music coming from him, that's literally him, but to see that vision on yeah. stage is probably an incredible experience. I mean, I I am so intrigued now that I definitely want to go see this.
2: I am intrigued by the Roy Orbison thing for sure because I want to see the interaction with the live musicians. Yes. And, you know, I mean, they and they have, like, true pros who are working on the show. You know what I mean? It's not like they just kind of They you know, use local musicians.
1: I love that. Right. I think that's they really use local cool.
2: musicians. Their conductor travels with the show. They did it in Europe already. It's going to be
1: a great show. If you haven't seen it yet, maybe you have in some city, and we'd love to hear from you if you have, because it's coming to Atlanta November 15th, and you can always email us at 2 talking 11 at gmail.com. That's the number 2 girls talking. The number 11 at gmail.com. We'll also put something on our Facebook page about it.
2: Yeah, and, you know, us, love let us know to what you what think you about think. it because it's it isn't. It's funny. Just the day after they're playing Atlanta, they're playing at Walt Disney World. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. And, you know, I remember I remember asking Marty if he thought it was something that they would bring to Vegas. And he said, no, he didn't think it was the right environment for Vegas, that Vegas looks for so much spectacle like, you know, a circus show or you know, the things that they do out there that he thought a place like Branson would be good. They're also working on one with Maria Callis, the famous opera singer. And, That's
1: an amazing thing yeah. because you think, when would we have right. ever seen, like, the greatest soprano ever?
2: Right. And at least someone like her, it's not like she moved a whole lot. I mean, you know, she was a singer. That, that right. was her thing. With the Tupac one, again, even though that wasn't technically a hologram, it was a painstaking process of having just, like, literally thousands of photos of him, you know, all over a room and the technicians who, you know, do all this kind of stuff. How do you study facial angles and arm angles, and how do you stand? And you know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It, it really is. Whether you think it's cool or creepy, you gotta admit it's it, the, it's a technological wonder that they've been able to do this. But how far is it going to go? That's the well, other. Well, what thing. I
1: loved is you had asked Marty too. You said there's some realness to it because they used one of Roy Orbison's set lists. Oh right. And you almost have to feel like. Wow, they used the order that the music Mm -hmm. was in, and Mm -hmm. it was songs that obviously he wanted people to hear live. And so I thought that that made it very special. You get the feeling from talking to somebody that's behind this that they are taking every intricate little piece of care that they can to make sure that this is done with all due respect to these artists and to the audience.
2: Well, and also they know that any gaffe is going to ruin them, you know what I mean? Or anything that makes an audience, you know, all you need are people going on social media going, oh my God, that sucked, oh, that looked awful, oh, that was so scary and creepy and weird and then you're out of business. So, you know, of course, they are going to be as painstaking as possible in yeah. the details. And and again, working with Amy Winehouse's father, working with Roy Orbison's sons, you know, working with the estates of, of these people and having that permission, because, you know, we've seen that happen so many times where there might be a movie about an artist, but there's none of those yeah. songs because they couldn't that, get the that rights. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, that doesn't it feel doesn't right. That doesn't feel good. So at least you know going to this Roy Orbison show that his sons are proud of it. His sons are happy with it. I've read interviews with them where they say, you know, our dad would have gotten a really big kick out of this because he was apparently intrigued by the original Star Wars, A New Hope, with Princess Leia and the hologram with R2-D2, the help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope thing, that Roy Orbison thought that was really cool, so they kind of feel like, all right, Dad thought this was cool, so now Dad's going to be that.
1: <laughs> also, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I,
2: I'm sure you never would have thought about that.
3: <laughs> I like hearing
1: that. I like it a lot. But it's one of those things that we will will certainly give you an update on what we thought. But I think it's it's worth taking a look at because I think it's going to be the future of some of our entertainment.
2: It could be, you know, and there are also, you know, there's talk of like people who want to perform overseas, but can't get there for some reason, like maybe something, you know, when Aretha Franklin was alive that, you know, she didn't fly. So she hadn't been overseas to perform in decades. She could have given but
1: her, per- who knows? She might have given permission Maybe she did, this. or maybe
2: she didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Thing too. Like, I, like I said, you know, a lot of these artists now are starting to put clauses out there yeah. to say either yay or nay because they know that it's a possibility and... And maybe they look at it, you know, as a way that their family can continue to make money. That's kind of, I I look at it sort of like... Once I'm dead, I'm not going to care, I
1: don't think. Probably not. But your fa- you would think about your family. Although no wouldn't. one's going to pay to come see a hologram of <laughs> me. <moment. laughs> so, my brother might. <laughs> and
2: I doubt that, too. <laughs> and what are you going to be doing in your That's hologram? Right. <laughs> You're going to be sitting behind a radio board. and <laughs> I'm going to be at a craps table.
1: <laughs>
3: right. Exactly. I'm going to be
2: in a video poker machine.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: So our next podcast, you and I are avid readers. Yes. <laughs> We've decided that we'd like to do it about rock and roll autobiographies because there have been so many over the past couple of years. I've read a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
2: And they keep coming. Yeah, they do. Roger <laughs> Daltrey
1: has just had one come out this week. And Paul Simon
2: uh, over the summer had a great one come out. Yeah. And... So
1: we want to just talk to you about making great holiday gifts with yeah. the gift of either an audiobook or a book that you can actually an physically actual pick up and book. look at the pictures. To hold in your Roger hand. Daltrey was a <laughs> handsome kid. I couldn't kind of get over the picture of him when I he was like 10 or pictures. 12. Yeah. But um, it's a great, easy read. It reads very quickly. And we'll talk about these autobiographies next week and hope you join us again. Two Girls Talking, that's two, the number, girls talking. 11 at gmail.com if you'd like to email us.
2: Find us on Facebook as well. Same thing, Two Girls Talking.
1: And thanks for joining us. Be sure and subscribe
0: if you enjoy what you're hearing. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.